Hello, all of you wonderful 650 so far and growing day by day members of this online beautiful family we're creating here, my online little flock of sheep. <laughs> Good to see you. God bless you. So in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, we have the Sermon on the Mount. And in today's Gospel account, Luke chapter 6, we have the Sermon on the Plain. Get yourself a coffee, maybe even a snack, because it's a really special day. And let's just talk about that. So our Gospel today says that Jesus came down with the Twelve and stood on a level place. So a wide expanse of land. The people were gathered there waiting for Jesus to come down with the disciples, the, the 12 apostles that he had chosen. And they were able to relate to him. He was able to relate to them. I'll talk about more of that in a minute. But one of the gospel commentators said that this is the Sermon on the Plain. And I got thinking about that, you know, the different ways that we use that uh, plain a piece of plain white paper out of which you could also create an aeroplane. <laughs> you could have a plain bagel. One use of the word plain that I got thinking about and just wouldn't leave me was the handheld instrument that's used <clears throat> working with wood like this. A handheld wood plane. And that, this image of this plane, it just wouldn't leave me. And I think the Lord really wants us to dive a little bit deeper into how this could be used, uh, spiritually speaking, uh, in our life uh, by the Lord. And so, not knowing too much about handheld wooden planes, I went to a very reliable source of information, a Google, <laughs> and I just Googled the different types of handheld wooden planes. And this is the list it came up with. We have block planes, we have smoothing planes, we have jack planes, four planes, jointer planes, shoulder planes, <laughs> I get shoulder pains. But there's a shoulder plane. We have bullnose planes. And we have rabbit planes. Like who knew? Wow, that's just amazing. A whole new world opens up to us when we look at the just a whole bunch of different handheld wood planes. But how can this be applied to our spiritual life? Well, praying about it and thinking about it further... I came up with three, surprise, surprise, uh, three things that you can use a wood plane for. First is that we use it to smooth off a rough surfaces, or we could also use it to kind of round off a sharp, a jagged corners. We could also use a wood plane to mold or shape a piece of wood to fit into a certain place or to fulfill a certain role or purpose. 
Uh, but the one that really stuck with me was using a wood plane to remove surface, surplus wood from a surface in order to expose the natural, beautiful grain in the wood. So thinking about that and praying about that, thinking, yeah, you know what? The Lord really wants to do that in your life and in mine, coming down from the mountain to a level place, encountering the people, speaking to them, preaching to them up on the plain, reminding the disciples that, okay, you are the 12 chosen ones, but we're not going to stay up on the mountain. We have to go down into the valley. We've got to go down and meet people. And it's in our day-to-day -day reactions and relations and interactions uh, with each other and responses uh, with and towards each other that the Lord works on us and, and forms us and molds us uh, into more and more of the image of himself. And with the help of coffee, which um, I quite appreciate <laughs> and enjoy, and uh, you know that by now, but it, it got thinking again, okay, so what, what's, the, what's the context of this, of this gospel passage? Context being that Jesus had spent the whole night in prayer before choosing his 12 apostles, and he comes down with them and gets to work in their life. And he sends them out. He commissions them. And further to this, I was thinking, you know, we are about to start the season of Lent. Only two and a half weeks to go. It's surprising. Like I was surprised when I opened up the Ordo. That's the little book that priests and religious use uh, to determine each day which which mass is celebrated, the feast day, prayers, etc., the readings for each day. And I saw a note saying like countdown to Lent. Like wow, this is wow. Here we go and let's keep her going, right? Countdown to Lent. And this whole season that we're about to start pretty soon is, I think, an opportunity for us again to give the Lord permission to cooperate with the Lord. Lent comes from an old English word for spring. And already we're seeing very, very initial, uh, cautiously <laughs> optimistic signs of spring with the days getting longer, uh, the sun is feeling a bit warmer, uh, the birds are singing. So taking all this to heart, Jesus speaking on the plain, the various uses of the word plain, and how the Lord wants to use a plain on our life for the purpose of smoothing us out, removing rough edges, molding us, forming us, uh, bringing about the natural, uh, beautiful grain that is in us, I thought, you know, maybe the Lord is giving us this early opportunity to today begin to say, okay, Lord, how do you want to do that? How do you want to work in my life? What is it you still need to do? And pray, give me the grace, Jesus, to just give you permission to do that. So how might the Lord want to use um, a plane in our spiritual life to smooth out some of the rough surfaces of our life or to smooth out some of the rough corners of our life. 
maybe some particular bad habits, maybe some ways of dishonest or disordered thinking. Let's just lump it all together and call them uh, defects of character. How might the Lord already now and still want to in the future uh, use a, a plane in our spiritual life to mold us, to shape us and to form us into the person he wants us to be so that we can occupy the place that is reserved for us on the front lines of the new evangelization. You see, you and I have a specific role to play by the grace of our baptism, strengthened in our confirmation. And it's not a role that someone else can play. We have a place on the front line. And if you and I don't step up to that place on the front line, there's not another person who's going to step in and do it because that's how unique and singular the vocation and call is in your life and in mine. And so I want to say, Jesus, I give you permission to do that, to mold me and to shape me and to form me. And thirdly, to continue this process of removing things in my life, as with a piece of wood that are superfluous, so that uh, the beautiful grain in my life can come to the surface and can be seen by others. The, the joy and the peace and the, the attractiveness that others can experience. Not to be attracted to me, of course, but to be ultimately attracted to God the Father. And that they would themselves have an opportunity to say, you know what, there's something in this guy's life or this lady's life that I need. What is it? And that is for you and me an opportunity to testify to what the Lord is doing. Jesus grew up watching his father, St. Joseph, the carpenter. And so Jesus, he knows how to use tools to bring about a greater good, to use them in such a way as to do the least amount of damage to the wood. It doesn't mean that what we go through in the spiritual life is going to be painless or carefree. Quite the opposite often. We will experience genuinely the cross. And as I said last week, there's no growth in the spiritual life apart from the cross. But am I willing to place myself in the hands of the Lord and allow him to minister to me and do what he needs to do to me? Truth be told, if the wood could speak, it would say, no, stop it. Don't, don't do that. That hurts. No, I want to hold on to that. that. That's part of me. No, it's not. That's a false part. The, the wood needs to be worked on to bring about that beautiful, a beautiful end product. And it's the same with your life and in mine, in, in the spiritual life. How it happens, when it happens, how long it takes, ah, I'm powerless over all that. All I can do is say, Lord, just do what you got to do. <laughs> Lord, be gentle uh, with me. Lord, be kind. Lord, sometimes that hurts. Sometimes that's ticklish, Lord. But hey, you know what? Okay, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on the, on the prize, which is eternal life with you, uh, Jesus. There are two and a half verses that are not included in our excerpt today from Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. It's verse 17b, 18, and 19. Again, I have no idea 
one of the first questions I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven is like, okay, what's the deal on that? Why, why, like, just why don't we just include the whole thing, right? Like, you're not saving all that much money by <laughs> skipping over a couple of verses anyway. So, but it's verse 19, and again, remember what I said way back when, when you see a couple of verses that are missing from the gospel excerpt for Mass, don't, don't hesitate to read those because sometimes the ones that are omitted really will give us something else to chew on and, and to consider. And it's verse 19 that uh, really resonated with me in light of this idea of the Lord speaking on a plane, right? And a plane is like this level, expansive piece of property. So the Lord, in coming down from the mountain, is really meeting the people where they are, right? Kind of eye-to-eye -eye contact, not elevated, and them down below. So again, you think about that. Jesus wants to encounter us at eye level and really minister to us at eye level. And this, this notion of a plane, not a plane vehicle, not an airplane, not a piece of plane paper, uh, but this plane, this, this handheld wood plane, like scraping on, on a piece of, of wood. How verse 19 says, and this, this is what it says before I get <laughs> distracted, chasing rabbits down different paths. Uh, verse 19, let's stick to verse 19. Verse 19 says, the crowd sought to touch him, for power came forth from him and healed them all. The crowd tried to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. Now, we certainly can touch Jesus when we receive him in the sacraments. But what about the opposite? What about the Lord Jesus comes down and he wants to touch us. Yes, the people were being proactive. They wanted to touch him. But in reality, Jesus also wants to touch us. And so again, I think, and, and I'm hoping that these, like, these ideas are starting to kind of make some sense here as, as I'm, I'm sharing here. I'm just trying to be, you know, honest and just be kind of very casual and just present you know, uh, the scriptures and the insights as, as they come to me. They certainly resonate in my own heart and what I receive, I get from the Lord for nothing and I just offer it to, to you for your prayerful consideration. How we have an opportunity to let Jesus touch us, like areas of our life that need healing, areas of our life that need to be exposed to the plain that Jesus has to remove rough edges, soften some corners, mold us, shape us, in order for that, that beautiful natural grain that is in each of us, like the glory of God that is in each of us, that perhaps has been covered over by sin and bad habits and kind of all the stuff we kind of collect, right? You know, again, very initial cautiously optimistic signs of spring soon the snow will start to melt and then we're going to find on the lawn and the streets and the sidewalks like all kinds of gunk that kind of just collected <laughs> collected in the snow over the course of the 
of the winter. So that stuff that the Lord wants to remove from us in our life so that we can be that much more effective, that much more effective instruments in his hands uh, to advance the kingdom and to bring as many people as possible into an encounter with the Lord. Again, without getting into personal details, I can tell you that the Lord is really on the move. He is on the move in my own life, and he's on the move in the life of so many of our contemporaries. And he is calling them back to himself. And I, as, as a priest, have an incredible opportunity to have a, a front row seat. But I think the Lord also wants you also to have a front row seat, to know that your prayers, your sacrifices, your willingness, your permission that you give to him every day really is indeed making a difference. The world needs hope, and his name is Jesus. And we need to bring hope to the world and bring Jesus to the world. So, so we want to let the Lord work on us. We want to let the Lord speak to us on the plain, on this piece of level ground. And we want to also give the Lord Jesus permission to use on us the hand-held plane that he has to bring about so many wonderful, great things in our life. So let's make that our prayer. So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have offered us this opportunity to be together as a family, as friends, Lord, of yours and of each other. We pray, Lord Jesus, for each other. We pray that you would continue to minister to each of our hearts. We pray, Lord Jesus, for those of us carrying heavy burdens, emotional, spiritual, physical, that you would right now, Lord Jesus, begin and continue your work of healing, transformation, and change. Lord Jesus, we want to give you permission today to take the handheld plane that you have in your life that you that you learned to use at the feet of saint joseph and put it to work in our life lord that by your grace and your mercy lord you would just smooth out the rough parts of our life smooth out the rough edges of our life jesus i give you permission lord to continue to mold us shape us Form us for the plan, for the purpose, the role, Lord, that you have for us, the place on the front line, Jesus, that you have for us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are at work bringing about the beauty of the green in our life, Lord, that beautiful, unique green, Lord Jesus, that may radiate and shine to others and draw others to you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we know this is not an easy thing, but Lord Jesus, help us just to trust in you. Help us to trust Jesus that you are indeed at work in our life, at work in the world. Bring about your greater honor and glory, Jesus. I want to see you glorified, Lord. I want to see as many people as possible, Jesus, come to claim you as their Lord and Savior and experience the new life of your Holy Spirit that you offer to us today. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, and our own patron saints, please pray for us. Amen. 
Okay, well, there you go. God bless the rest of your day. I hope you enjoy each of these episodes. I enjoy uh, writing them, thinking about them, praying about them, uh, putting them uh, together. Let's continue to pray for each other. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Become this part of this beautiful online family, this e-flock, this internet community that we're forming here. If you have any particular prayer intentions, please don't hesitate to let me know what they are. I'll pray for you and pray for them. Remember you in Mass. And okay, we just praise the Lord. All right, so remember, when we're powerless, <laughs> that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. I think that paper airplane is just going to crash. <laughs> Okay, signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>